Thank God tonight that life is worth the living. Simply because, not because of who we are, but because of who He is. And we're grateful tonight to know Him and, and know the saving grace of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. How many is thankful for that saving grace tonight? Amen. God's giving praise. He's worthy tonight. The Lord has been so good in so many ways. And tonight we just have the opportunity to gather again together and worship Him and just enjoy the blessings of God in our life. And I know that I can speak for myself and you can speak for yourself. Amen. And I'm going to tell you something. The best thing I ever did was give my life to the Lord. And it didn't mean everything was going to be easy. It didn't mean there wasn't going to be some places where I just felt like sometimes giving up. But thank God for the Holy Ghost. Amen undergirds us and gives us the strength we need. And I've met some people in my life that felt like giving up. And I've met some people recently that felt like giving up. And I would begin to talk with them and before the conversation was over, you would realize that they were standing strong and true because of the grace of God and the precious Holy Spirit in their life. Uh, I'm not going to keep you tonight very, very long, but I do want to share with you. I've had so many things running through my mind. And about the time I think I get settled on one thing and the Lord is leading me there, it seemed like he just changed it. And then as we begin to sing up here tonight, the Lord just kind of carried me somewhere else. And I've had three different things rolling through my mind. I can preach all of them, but it'd take me an hour and a half. Hallelujah. <laughs> That'd be all right. I got amen. Somebody said preach. Well, we got. <laughs> if you have your Bibles tonight, turn with me to the book of Luke. The book of Luke. When you have it, say amen. Book of Luke chapter 5. Are you turning there? It was a wonderful message this morning. I know it was a little lengthy this morning, but what a powerful word from God that we received in the house of the Lord this morning. And, and uh, just grateful that God just allowed us to be able to receive that word this morning. Luke chapter 5, beginning with verse 1. And the Bible said, And it came to pass that as the people pressed upon him to hear the word of God, that he stood by the lake of Gennesaret. And he saw two ships standing by the lake, but the fishermen were gone out of them. They were washing their nets. And he entered into one of the ships, which was Simon's, and prayed him that he would thrust out a little bit from the land. And he sat down and he taught the people out of the ship. And when they had left speaking, he said unto him, Simon, launch out into the deep and let down your nets for a draw. And Simon answered and said unto him, Master, we have told all night. We've taken nothing. Nevertheless, at thy word, I will let down the net. When they had done this, they enclosed a great multitude of fish and their net break. They beckoned unto their partners, which were in the other ship, that they should come and help them. And they came and filled both of the ships so that they began to sink. And when Simon Peter saw it, he fell on his knees, uh, fell at Jesus' knees, saying, Depart from me, for I am the sinful man, O Lord. For he was astonished. And all that were with him at the draught of the fishes which were taken. 
And so it was also James and John, the sons of Zebedee, which were partners with Simon. And Jesus said unto Simon, Fear not, from henceforth thou shalt catch men. And when he had brought their ships to land, they forsook all, and they followed him. I want to preach from this thought tonight. The Lord of every realm. The Lord of every realm. You would say, Preacher, what would you be... Uh, uh, driving at in that narrative of that title tonight it is simply this that God not only wants to be a God of your spiritual he wants to be a God of your physical and your carnal amen he wants to meet every need in your life not just the things that seem spiritual and a lot of times we become so spiritually minded that we're no earthly good but God is just as concerned about what you eat and your health and your life and your physical as he is with your spiritual tonight. Amen. Father we ask you Lord that you would take this servant and hide me behind the cross of Calvary. Lord, that you would speak tonight, God, into the heart of each one that would make themselves available to you. Lord, that they would receive the word, Father, that it would accomplish what you send it forth to accomplish tonight. Lord, when we leave this place, that we would leave, Father, transformed and changed by your word. And Lord, that we would leave rejoicing in you and we'll give you the praise for it all in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. The Lord of every realm. I have found in my life that I didn't need God just in the church, amen, or just in spiritual places in my life, that God, uh, I needed him in the places of my carnality. And as I began to read the scripture tonight, my mind went back to so many things in life to where I needed God in his spiritual to move into my reality, amen. How many knows that people are going through some real things in life? People are going through some real pains. They're going through some real struggles. They're dealing with some real problems. And sometimes we can get so spiritual, but it, but it doesn't change the fact of what they're going through and the condition of the things that they're dealing with. And we know that we need God's spiritual to interact with our condition and our carnal condition and our reality in order for us to get victory in the condition and the situation that we're going through. And there have been many times in my life where I needed God to move in my current situation, in my life, in my, my, my situation of the, the reality that I was in in life. I couldn't see it from a spiritual standpoint, but I knew I needed God to move in my condition. Amen. How many has ever been there that you've been going through some things in your life or maybe you've been going through life having reality hit you and you knew you needed, amen, to God, God to move in your reality. Amen. And although you looked at it from your perspective and you thought, well, there's no hope, there's no way that, that anything good can come out of this, but God, and if God would ever get in the midst of it, then things would begin to change. Perspective would begin to change. Faith would begin to build. And as I begin to read the scripture, I thought about Simon as he was out fishing all night and he and his men there, the brethren were there and they were toiling, uh, trying to, to make a living in their reality. They had toiled all night and they had caught nothing and they had come in from a long night of fishing and all of a sudden they are washing their uh, nets and they're preparing to go home, maybe get some rest and maybe go and try it again. But then Jesus walks up uh, in their reality. How many are so thankful that Jesus will walk up in your reality? Amen. He'll walk up in your circumstance, get right in the middle of your carnal mess and, and he'll be standing right there ready to inject the spirituality of his sovereignty 
difficulty in the midst of your situation. And this is where Jesus specializes. Can somebody understand that he's walking in the midst of rooms right now, in hospital rooms and homes where people are suffering in sickness and they're dying? It ain't that Jesus ain't there. The reality is there, but God is able, amen, to move in those realities and change circumstances in life. God is moving in the realm of young people who are searching for hope and looking, amen, for, for, the, for, for the hope of life and the purpose of life. And they don't realize that Jesus is the answer for their reality. Jesus is the answer for their current situation. Jesus is the answer for their journey. I wish somebody would understand that when Jesus steps on the scene, it's not with a purpose, amen of just being looked at or just being uh, sensed or just being noticed uh, that he's in the building. He comes to change uh, a situation in your life. Amen. He didn't come just, come on somebody. I didn't come to church and Jesus didn't walk in here just so we could feel his presence. He wanted to change circumstances in our life. Amen. He wanted to carry us into deeper realms and greater heights from glory to glory. He wanted to do some things that we couldn't see him doing. He wanted to do as the word is Described it exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think according to the power that worketh in us. He wants to do some things so mightily in our life that meet, that deals with the realms not only of our carnal reality, but it also deals with the spiritual side of who we are and who he is, which brings them both together and corporately brings us into a victorious state. Because when God moves in our reality, he is glorified, our lives are changed, and we're never the same. Amen. I wish somebody would shout, touch me, Lord, in my reality. Amen. Touch me in my situation. Amen. Change my life, oh God. I don't want to remain the same that I am today. I don't want to just see things from a, from a reality, a perspective of carnality. I want to be able to look it through the eyes of my faith and understand that things are not have to stay the way that they are, that we can see tomorrow a better day, that we can see the circumstance coming to a close and victory. Amen. Beginning to rise up out of the ashes of what we're dealing with. Oh, we've toiled all night, but Jesus has walked up and he's seeing them washing their nets and, and they're just about ready to just uh, quit for, for, for the season and get some rest and go back again. And Jesus uh, says, will you, will you just launch out for a little bit and, and let me get on this boat and, and let me speak to the people. And God, uh, through his son, begins to deliver a word and he begins to minister to those that were on the seashore there and those that were in the boat there, Simon's boat. And when Jesus got through sharing the word of God. This is what he does. He looks at Peter and he says, Peter, I want you to do something. I want you to launch out a little deeper and cast your nets out for a drought. And Peter begins to say something that many of us in so many ways have said in our life. He says these words. He says, Lord, we have toiled all night. He begins to reason from a realm of reality. He begins to reason from a realm of the spirit of the physical. And so often we look at things from the physical and from the reality of our carnality and we miss the boat of faith. Amen. We miss the boat of faith because if we continue to look at things the way Peter was talking, then we're going to get the same results. We're not going to do anything. We're not going to press forward. We're not going to move forward.
Lord. Everything's going to remain stagnant. We're not going to be transformed from glory to glory. If we just stop it with what Peter said, then we have become a church and a people that is most miserable. We're not going anywhere. We're going to continue walking in circles. We're not going to press on. We're not going to do anything. We're not going to see great victory because we're we're too busy doing what Peter was doing, talking about what we've done and how we're tired and how we're never getting anywhere and how we tried this before and how nothing's ever happening. Lord, this is just a result. Look at it, everything from a reality of carnality. But I come to tell somebody today that God's word will take you, if you'll just take it and listen to it, it'll take you from a place of your carnality into a place where your faith soars high in the ability of God to do what you can't do. Amen. Come on, somebody. He says, I want you to do something, Peter. I want you to go forth and stretch your faith past your carnal reality. Begin to trust in what I'm saying. I know you've been toiling all night. I know you hadn't been accomplishing anything. I know your debts have been coming up empty. I know it's hard to pull them in. I know it's hard to look around and see all the hard work and the labor and the toil. And you seem like you're getting nowhere. Has anybody ever been there? Amen. You just seem like you're getting nowhere. Nothing's ever happening. But then Jesus comes in and he begins to deposit a word in your spirit. He wants you to do something that you would have never thought of doing. Trying it again. Amen. Pressing on again. Doing it again. Just pressing out. Get out there in the deep. Well, Lord, we've been out there all night. Oh, we've been toiling all night. Nothing's happening. Well, I just want you to understand this morning that when God speaks and when the Lord speaks into your life, there is purpose, there is power, and there is a manifestation of the glory of God by faith upon what his word says. Amen. What does that mean to me, preacher? That I can hang my hat on what thus saith the Lord. Amen. No matter how I feel, no matter what I've been going through in life, no matter how tired, Brother Bobby, I get, no matter what I see from the realm of carnality, There is a God who came in the form of flesh that would bring me victory through the cross of Calvary. Jesus Christ, the righteous, he is Lord of all. He's not just Lord of my carnal, he's Lord of my soul, my eternal salvation. Amen. He's Lord of everything. And Jesus came and he said, launch out. I come to tell somebody tonight, it's time to launch out past what you've been thinking and what you've been seeing and what the enemy has tried to get you to latch on to the carnal reality, man. God wants to move, amen. How many believe that tonight? God wants to move. Sometimes we get tired, but the perspective is bigger than what we see. Amen. It's bigger than that. What God wants to do is bigger than that. It's bigger than what we see around us. It's bigger than the problems we see. It's bigger than the tolls we have, we have faced. It's bigger than, than what we've done in our physical. It's bigger than what we have the power to do. God is bigger than who we are. Amen. My God. He's bigger than me. Glory to God. He's bigger than you. He's bigger than Peter. He's bigger than our perception. He's bigger than what we think. I feel I feel good about this tonight he said launch out God was speaking to me he said that's an indication what I want you to do is launch out of your way of thinking and launch into faith amen sometimes you got to do what don't make sense sometimes you got to my goodness 
you don't believe me tonight, look in the scriptures and you'll find that many did things that did not make sense. And God moved in their life. Amen. You got to do things that don't make sense in the carnal reality. All for a spiritual glory. Amen. Of God. I begin to think what Peter was doing then as he hear the words of God and he didn't begin to struggle maybe for a moment. He, the, the scripture doesn't say, but I had to, I had to feel like he was human like me and, and maybe he began to wonder if it was possible, but, but he heard the words of the Lord and said, well, you know, I've been toiling all night, but nevertheless, somebody shout nevertheless, nevertheless, Lord, at thy word, we're going to press on. Amen. I know things are getting tough and I know what the doctor said and I know what's happening in my life and I know what the report of my finances have been and I know what the report of things that I'm going through in life. I see it from a corner realm but Jesus is speaking and he's wanting me to launch out by faith and he's wanting me to get out of the place of the realm of carnality and let my faith soar into the spiritual realm and touch him and trust him. He said nevertheless Lord at thy word we will launch out. Can I go and tell somebody at that moment when Simon said Lord we're going to do what you said that he was moving in the right direction. I know that maybe those around him didn't think that things were where, that, that he was making the right decision. There were probably some around him that didn't think that anything was going to happen. Probably wondering, Peter, we've been out here all night. It's time to go home, but we're going to follow him. And, and they begin to launch out into the deep. And Peter said, cast the nets out. He said, I'm going to do what God says do. I'm tired, but I'm going to do it. I'm talking to somebody who's tired, but you're going to do it anyway. Amen. You've been through the storm. Your carnal is getting weak. Your spirit man longs for God to do something in your life. And you got to understand that God is not just a God of the spiritual. He's a God of the realm of carnality tonight. I feel the Holy Ghost in this place. You got to understand tonight as Peter began to launch out, he launched into a realm of manifestation. How many wants to see God do what his word said it would do? Amen. Come on, somebody. I'm tired of hearing about it. I want to see it. Amen. I'm tired of longing for it in my, in my heart. I want to see it. I'm tired of somebody telling me what God's going to do. I want to see what God's going to do. There has to come a time when we begin to launch out of the corner reality and begin to soar by faith into the realm where we see what God, what his word says we can see. I'm believing tonight that there are going to be those that are sick that are going to be healed not because I'm, a, I'm anybody but because his word says he is our healer. Amen. I'm believing that God is going to save souls just because he said that I am the hope of your salvation. I'm believing that God is going to break chains because I believe that he is the one. I feel the spirit of God. He He's the chain breaker tonight. I want to see the manifestation of what his word said. Not just because I'm tired of singing about it. I want to see it. Amen. I'm tired of hearing it preached. I want to see it. Amen. I wish I had somebody in here that would say, God, let me see the manifestation. I want to see it. Peter was on his way to seeing it. 
he was on his way when he launched that ship out and he began to move into deeper waters and they began to cast those nets out he was on the way to seeing his carnal reality turned around they've been fishing all night ain't nothing happened but Jesus said launch out somebody look at your neighbor and say the fish are on the way Amen. The fish are on the way. When we do what God says do, we can't miss. When we do what the Lord says do, we can't go wrong. When we launch out by faith, there is only one result that we're going to see what we're praying for. We're going to believe, my Lord, we believe every single word. Stronger than we've ever been standing on the promises and not on the premises. I want to see a mighty revival that is not moved by the course of a program, but moved by the course of a power of a God in the spirit of God moving upon the lives of many. Can I tell somebody programs don't move God God moves upon programs. Amen. Come on somebody. You can't coerce God. God moves upon the program. Whatever's birth will be birthed by his spirit and not by our thought process of what we think will move God. Come on somebody. God is moved by these things. When we hear the Spirit of God, when we hear God's voice, and we begin to move by faith, God begins to manifest. How many of these guys got some things you've been wanting God to, to do for a long time? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Here's voice tonight. God said, launch out in the deep. And he launched out. They cast their nets out. The fish were on the way. They'd been there all night. Oh, but. Somebody said, but God. God wants to do more. Y'all with me tonight? He wants to do more than your heart can imagine. Peter. Maybe when he began to pull in the first few fish, those nets began to come in, those fish began to fall on the boat. Oh, goodness. My goodness. We finally got some fish. But then the fish kept falling. And the fish kept falling. Oh, God, help me. And the fish kept falling. And the fish kept falling. And the boat kept weighing down. And it kept getting heavier and heavier. And the fish kept falling. Come on, somebody. This is my God. He didn't do just just what you thought he would do. He did more than what you thought he was going to do. And the fish kept falling. The fish kept coming. And the boat kept weighing down heavier and heavier and heavier. Until the place to where Peter, even in his own heart, realized that he was not worth. I want God to do something so mighty that my humility will begin to rise. Rise up. Hey, my, I wish somebody would hear what I'm saying. Peter didn't even feel worthy of what God was doing. We done got prideful, amen, about some things. But we need to be a church that knows how to come over under the realm of humility and understand that he is bigger and he's more than enough. And the fish kept falling and Peter was weighed down. His boat was weighed down. And then his heart began to get heavy and he fell at the feet of Jesus and said, my goodness, I'm, I'm nothing that you should do this in my life. But I want to tell 
you that's who God wants to do it for those who feel like they have reached a place of hopelessness and they can't see beyond the realm of their carnal reality God stands ready to move give him praise if you want God wants to do something so big it's bigger than you it's bigger than those around you. Amen. It's bigger than your pastor. It's bigger than your counsel. It's bigger. Come on now. It's bigger than the 30 plus acres you got here. Come on now. It's bigger than all that. It's bigger than the programs. Come on now. And these programs might be, be good enough for a while, but God wants to do bigger than that. It's, it's bigger than that. God wants to do some things in such a way that our carnal, carnal reality becomes a second thought to the spirituality of who he is. That we are reminded today of what Peter was going through and he began to see all these things happening and how God was manifest and moving. Can I go ahead and tell somebody it was simply because he had chosen to do what the Lord said do. He said, no, nevertheless, somebody say nevertheless. Nevertheless, I'm going to do what you say do God. I see things from this corner reality, but my faith is being stretched into a realm to where I'm, I'm just trusting you and I'm believing. Stand with me tonight. I'm believing tonight that God and his word to you tonight, to this church tonight, to us tonight, is that the corner reality and your spiritual Condition. God is concerned with both of those realms in your life. And God wants to move in both of those realms in your life. But he doesn't want to do it the way you think. Or the way I think. He wants to do it in a way that is bigger than who we are. I've been praying for some people this past week. And have you ever prayed for people and, and in your mind, your heart, you're trying to, to just believe by faith? But then that carnal reality tries to grab a hold of your mind. Oh, hear this. And says, yes, but you know what the doctor said. You know what the report is. You know what the situation is. You see the reality of it all. And while you're praying, the enemy is reminding you of these things. And I begin to pray and I said, God, you're the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. You are the God who took the children of Israel into the promised land. You are the God that parted the Red Sea, took them into the desert, then you parted the Jordan, you took them over into the promised land. And then, Lord, you sent your son. And your son moved forth, just breaking every 
carnal reality, scientific thought. He walked up to a blind man who was walking by a blind man one day and the blind man said, hey, who is that? I hear some people, there's commotion. Who is that? Oh, that's just Jesus. Well, Jesus, thy son of David, have mercy on me. What put it in that man's heart? He knew. He got a glimpse that his faith could stretch beyond his carnal reality. They said, be quiet. Don't bother him. He's, he's busy. But he cried the more because he was tired of listening to what the enemy was saying in his mind that there was no hope for his condition there was no hope for his situation and we if we're not careful have seen so many hopeless things that we have forgotten just how great and how full of hope that the Lord is in our life Amen Come on now We've seen too many people die to believe that he can resurrect them. We've seen too many people sick to believe that God can turn it around. And we have settled in the realm of carnal reality when we ought to know better because we are the people of faith that God is able to turn every circumstance around. Amen. I can't tell you he's going to turn them all around. But I can tell you this. We have conditioned ourselves to believe it. If we're not careful, we condition ourselves to believe. Not only in the realm of sickness and disease, but in the realm of our faithful journey. That the days of the revival we knew are over with. Who told us that? Don't you know that God moved under the greatest persecution where people were being executed and men and women of God continued to walk in faith and in the hope of God? And God done mighty, mighty works. The greatest revival that ever took place took place under persecution. Amen. Don't think just because we have traveled this carnal reality of life today and we hear the statistics of the world today that the Lord don't have, know how to launch our faith out there in the middle of the deep and do a work in the middle, middle of our weariness. How many believe that tonight? Yes. I'm telling you, we, we were praying and I prayed and, and those thoughts began to cross my mind. God, will we ever see it again? I'm not going to live my life just... just going through the motions. Amen. I serve a God who says launch out. I'm not going to live my life thinking this is all there is. Amen. I'm not going to live my life settling for less than who he is. He's bigger. He's bigger. Brother Ronald, he is able to breathe his anointing of healing upon any life. He is able to bring revival to this church, to this community, and every church around here. Come on now. He's able to bring a mighty revival in America again. The world has gotten in the way. 
but the Lord is still here. Listen to me. I began to pray and I said, God, I know you're bigger. You're bigger than this situation. I know what the doctors have said. And in my mind, I was praying this past week and, and, the, and that thing just kept getting in my ear. You're wasting your time. Just go ahead and pray for God to give them peace. Just go ahead and pray for God to just undergird the family. Nothing's going to happen. That's what the enemy was speaking to my ear. Oh, but then I reached over and took the hand of the man who needed the touch of God in his life. And he didn't just reach out and just, just touch my hand. He reached out and he squeezed my hand as he laid there in that bed. And I began to look at him and, and as he squeezed my hand, the anointing just began to rise up in me. And I can't just pray, Brother Chris, for God to undergird this family like this is some hopeless situation. I believe my God is able to turn this thing around. Amen. And I began to pray one more time before we left. And I felt my faith rising up again. And as I walked out, I, I felt good. And then a few days later, amen, I, I found out that they got a good report. Wasn't out of the woods yet. You know what the devil said? See there, I told you. Ain't no way God's going to move in this. Well, as long as there's breath, there's hope. As long as there's breath, there's hope. Ain't no way God's going to save your grandchildren, your children. As long as there's breath, there's hope. I'm serving a God who not only told Peter to launch out into the deep and brought those fish on his boat and they had to call for help. But he said, Peter, this is your carnal reality. This is your need being met. I'm also a God of your spiritual when I meet your need, I need you to meet mine. Amen. He said, you ain't going to catch fish anymore. But you're going to catch men. Now, I don't know about you. It's great to have a good job. It's great to have your finances met. It's great to have good health and life. It's great to have this carnal realm met. But it's more wonderful to be able to catch men and women for the children of God. Amen. It's more blessed to be able to meet the needs of God in our life as he's meeting our needs. God wants to be a God of the carnal realm and also a God of the spiritual realm of your life. You say, preacher, I believe him tonight. I believe that the enemy has tried to get me to settle for less than who my God is. But I am determined that he is bigger than I am. His grace is greater than I am. His sovereignty is so much bigger than me. And the same God who loaded Peter's boat down and called him into the ministry and anointed him and blessed him is my God. And I want God to do that in my life.
I want God to raise my faith and that I may be able to soar past the realm of carnality and the reality of carnality by my faith into what thus saith the Lord. If that's you tonight, I want you to step out and just make your way to these altars. Maybe you need God to move in a situation or circumstance. Maybe maybe you just need God to, to bring healing into your life. Or maybe, amen, you've got a, 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 a situation that you need God to do something mightily in. Tonight, will you do what the Lord said? Will you, will you launch your faith tonight into another realm? There's a miracle. There's a miracle. Jesus. Sister, let me tell you what God is placing in my spirit.